It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. All right, now let's get to uh, another business story, and certainly a business angle. We've all seen the stories, I think, now about what's going on at the Port of Los Angeles. Uh, We see container ships stacked up all the way into uh, Mexico and beyond across the seas in other ports. This doesn't just end, as they say, at the water's edge. Jake Phipps, a CEO of Phipps International, they're a global manufacturer, joins me now. Jake, uh, there's been an increase in traffic, 13% increase uh, over the 2018 high in Los Angeles at the Port of Los Angeles. But that can't be the only reason for this backlog, is it? No, for sure not. Um, the the backlog, you know, is uh, uh, due to obviously, you know, in the very beginning, the uh, Los Angeles port during the beginning of COVID was the main hub for importing, you know, PPE, which created a little bit of backlog, you know, because of the controversy between all the products coming from China and, and you know, the China-U.S. government, you know, controversies. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's turned into just, I think it's port infrastructure, it's, uh, you know, not enough labor to process, and it's the shortage of truckers, 80,000 truckers short in the state to be able to pull containers out and deliver them to warehouses to get products to consumers. Um, and then it's also the cost of shipping. So the, the cost of shipping is, you know, up six times from what it was, you know, 14 months ago, um, you know, to bring containers from China to the United States. And this uh, this cost has caused all of our the inflation across the board on products, you know, to end consumers. It's causing major. Well, let's major talk about how and- we get there uh, to the points you just made, Jake, because I want people to pay close attention to what you just said. How we get there. You mentioned, for instance, uh, labor shortage. Uh, there was also a worker hour issue with the hours the port was operating. That was part of the issue uh, in other parts of the world. Uh, their ports were operating at least on longer hours, if not 24-7. How much of a role do you think that played into it? We should have turned this into a three-shift program at, at the major airports and at Long Beach Port. Um, you know, I don't know how they thought they were going to be able to, um, you know, handle the demand without, uh, you know, upping some salaries, paying more laborers to come to work giving them some incentives for working overtime, and uh, that didn't happen. And so it uh, hindered a backlog, specifically California, at majority of the ports, and Long Beach being the worst one. Another thing you mentioned, trucker shortage, and that, that's been a hot debate. We've covered it here for some time. Different aspects of it. California's rules on what type of trucks they will allow into the state. Uh, other issues, trucks can't just sit around. They don't make money sitting around, large or small shippers or independent owner-operators. So there was a shift there. There was also a shift in distribution hubs into Nevada. So there were a number of issues when it came to, uh, one, you've obviously got to get the containers off the ships, as you said, uh, off the ships, rather. They should have gone through a three-shift process but then you know other things that factor into what trucks can even be allowed on the docks and how long they can sit before they're losing money yeah i I think that uh some of the rules in california on types of trucks and emissions that are coming from these trucks 
you know, is a, you know, huge mistake to implement that in the middle of a crisis. Um, you know, let the truckers come in and process, you know, don't, uh, you know, look at the emissions of a truck and type of truck, uh, year the truck was made, you know, and California just created this really strict law around this, trying to just, which caused a lot of just backup. There's not enough trucks that can meet their guidelines, you know, and then there's a shortage of the truckers themselves that uh, are getting paid by the government to sit on the couch at home and make just as much money as they are driving a truck. So it's, it's, it's a lot of different problems, you know, that's uh, caused these issues and it needs to be fixed quick because it's not getting any better. It's only getting worse and um, hoping that uh, it'll clear up. I have containers stuck in the port there now for going on some as long as uh, 60, 75 days, you know, before I've been able to clear them. It's, it's incredible and it's causing major problems with my corporation and my clients, but uh, we have no control over it. It's, uh, it's, it's government controlled and the federal maritime associations underfunded and there's not enough people to, to handle the process and speed it up. Well, if we were to believe um, uh, Mayor Garcetti and Pete Buttigieg the other day, uh, they saved Christmas and, you know, toys got to the shelves. Uh, that aside, and not to be too glib about it, what's needed to resolve this problem? And, and do we need to also accept, and I mean in the public sphere, that this will take months to resolve? This backlog will take time. Yeah, we're looking, you know, there needs to be a an extension of the port. You know, it's I think this is going to be more like a, another year of the same issues. And I, I really don't understand the whole concept of they saved Christmas. I think that's the only thing that they're kind of, you know, hanging their hats on that kids were able to get toys. But what about all the businesses that need, you know, raw materials or in my business? I supply building materials to the biggest real estate developers in the United States, all their interiors. And I can't get my products, but the toys got on the shelves. You know, it's a really, you know, funny subject, to be quite honest, because a lot of it's cheap political theater. You know, let's call it what it is. Cheap political theater around Christmas to say you saved Christmas. It, It only lasts for the minute, not even the full day that is Christmas Day. But your point well taken is the effect on other industries. I happen to know a lot of builders builders of hotels, commercial and residential uh, properties combined. And I hear from them that their projects are stalled, their projects are slow, they're looking for alternate supply, uh, supply suppliers, and if necessary, even willing to pay more because their carry costs, which as you know, in the builder world, it can be the death or certainly uh, take away your profit in a project, the carry costs could be more Rather, they'd sometimes pay for more expensive product or sometimes whatever's available. Not always the choice a builder wants to make if they can't get your products. Yeah, the carrying cost is astronomical, you know, when they can't get materials to the job site on time, you know, and they're on an 18 to 24 month timeline. Um, you know, and that's why a lot of the developers come to me. You know, I import from 18 countries around the world. Um, you know, it's all about finding actual production capacities also in factories you know i lived in china for seven years straight in the early 2000s and 
built an infrastructure, and I have offices still in Guangzhou, China, Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, Istanbul, Turkey. And we've been having to look at, you know, an array of different countries around the world based on capacity levels, quality levels, uh, shipping and logistics time. And then, you know, avoiding the Long Beach port, number one, has been the, the big thing. You know, if I come into Houston, Texas, or sometimes into even Canada, um, in Vancouver and truck things down or as north as Seattle um, and everything on the East Coast is delayed a little bit. You know, you get a two week delay, maybe, but not not 60 days or 90 days delay of the, of the ships just sitting there. You know, it's yeah. one of the biggest hubs for import. It's, it's embarrassing. Well, there's also other considerations you have to make, don't you? I mean, if you go into different ports, obviously time is a factor as well, but then you have a, a shift in shipping costs or shipping capabilities, whether by rail or truck, uh, primarily truck. Now we have an issue with the Canadian government and the COVID-19 vaccine requirements for truckers. Uh, does that concern you? Uh, that very much concerns me you know um it's it's caused me to rethink going in through canada um you know the mandate is across the whole country um and then you know i know there's a, a push here trying to get a mandate you know pulled off in the states um i, I am concerned you know that the cross-border trade between canada and u.s will be affected you know or could be affected you know by this because you're not going to have enough trucks or truckers that are going to want to move and go cross-border, or even trucks going to the to Canada, where we sell products into Canada all the time. You know, we have a, a great trade arrangements with, with them, but uh, this might cause issues. Well, we'll see what they do to resolve this. They also need to resolve some of the union issues, part of what the backlog was at the Port of Los Angeles. Uh, when I dug a little deeper, there was a contract negotiation underway, slowdowns, uh, shutdowns occasionally, if this is going to be resolved, it's going to take government, local government, all the aspects of this, uh, you know, transportation issue. Uh, it all has to come together. And I've got to tell you, I have not seen it, Jake. I've not seen the meeting, so to speak, where all the various players are at a table trying to find a solution to move. That has not happened, and that should have happened, you know, two years ago when we started to see the backup. You know, it started really about, you know, 15, 16 months ago. Um, there should be a sit-down, and they should uh, sit down and work it out. And the unions, look, they're not going to change the union pro- policies and process, but, uh, you know, in, in the port, you know, on the West Coast. But what they should be doing is it's figuring out a solution to hire more union laborers and then create more shifts to keep this port open 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week to get things done. Well, you would think with an administration with a cozy relationship with the unions, that would be an easier task than not, uh, but it's not. Just not happening. Jake, not. Uh, good luck to you. Uh, you're a multinational. You're trying to get things to people who need them with projects that are on hold in some cases. And uh, that is unfortunately a problem being echoed across many sectors of our economy. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Jake Phipps, CEO of Phipps International, a global manufacturer. Like many other companies, 
uh, they are facing these challenges. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.